0: Greetings, urban farmers, gardeners, and healthy food visionaries. Farmer Greg here, and welcome to the 412th episode of the Urban Farm Podcast, where every day we work together to educate and inspire you to become part of your food revolution. Did you know the best seeds for your garden don't come from the nursery? In fact, the seeds that will create the most robust and delicious fruits and vegetables come directly from your garden. This is because they are uniquely adapted to your growing conditions, better than anything you can buy from a fancy catalog or website. Through the magic of seed saving, it is quite possible to have the garden of your dreams. The best part is, saving your own seeds is surprisingly easy and fun. With a bit of instruction, anyone can become a seed-saving superstar. Let us teach you how in our free seed-saving webinar. Just text SEEDS to 33444 to sign up or visit SeedSavingHacked.org for more information. That's SEEDS to 33444 or visit SeedSavingHacked.org. Today on our podcast, we have someone who sought health answers in medicinal herbs. We're talking with William Bruneau about the genus Ceda. In 1982, Bill and his wife started Bountiful Garden Seeds, which is a part of the small nonprofit ecology action of Mid-Peninsula. Ecology Action is an organization that has been diligently working to save the world's soil for the last 45 years, refining and promoting a biointensive farming method that actually creates soil while being very productive. While Bill is an herbal hobbyist, medicinal herbs and preventative medicine have been at the core of his family's health for at least 50 years, and when he discovers one that is as good as Sita appeared to be, he wanted to know everything about it. A scientist at heart, he did intensive research into the known benefits of SIDA for over a year, seeking out peer-reviewed research on Sita, and in particular, studies on sida acuta. The results have exceeded his wildest expectations, so let's find out what Seda Akuda actually is. Welcome to the show today, Bill. Are you ready to rock?
1: I'm ready to Ceda even better. <laughs> awesome. In the the CETAs, everybody, can save our health and lives uh-huh. over the next few years if we only let it. We're talking about a weed. Wow. I guess the best way to start is, first of all, is I also was the person for Bountiful Gardens Seeds who had a large hand, if not the hand in selecting the medicinals, and we were known for that.
0: So oh, nice.
1: Yes, I'm quite familiar with them, and we, have, we were oftentimes some, uh, the first or among the first to ever introduce these things. So I know my medicinals, and I have mine. But when Stephen Buhner came out with his book, Herbal Antibiotics, Natural Alternatives for Treating Drug-Resistant Bacteria, mm-hmm. you know, six years ago, it just like totally blew my mind two ways. First of all, in his first three chapters, he points out very, very clearly uh-huh. how pharmaceutical antibiotics and antifungals and really one of those single ingredient solutions are gone. Forget it. They're largely gone now, be gone in the next you know, two years. He says three years, four years max. Because they're just not
0: working anymore, right?
1: They're working less and less, and the bugs are faster and faster. When we slapped bacteria in the face in 1945... With penicillin. ...and and, and said, we've got your solution, you are gone. Uh go, oh, really? (laughs) We've been around for billions of years. You came from us. Wait, these supposedly stupid things have invented several new methods in 70 years to circumvent or stop or get rid of pharmaceutical antibiotics. So I read this, and the first thing is, is like, we're screwed. But he also, bless his soul, suggested a solution, which so far people don't seem to be embracing. Uh, and that was, he said, there are herbals that, the nice thing about pharmaceutical antibiotics and sort of the bad thing is when you take it, it hits your whole body, Yep, gets, goes through your whole body and, does it, and disrupts the bacteria and all that in your whole body as well. And very few herbs do that. I mean, they'll do your GI tract, they'll do your skin, they might do your liver or something, but very few get into the bloodstream out there. And he said, there are a few. And at the top, that are so much, those three, these three are so much better. It's like Superman playing football, are three tropicals. Great. But my my first thought is, this is going to save my life, I think. And it was, I had an ongoing infection. And these are three, they're called Cryptolyptus, Alcornia, and CETA. And frankly, immediately I started taking the extracts. I could purchase them online and I started taking them and they made a huge difference. Two things occurred to me within a year. And that is, one is that I am buying wild-crafted tropicals from countries of uncertain eco- ecologic, you know, whatever, and that this is not a good idea. Mm-hmm. And second is that, was that once people hear about this, this is going to be gone. And just about now it's happening. So I was taking these three, and it made a huge difference.
0: You're taking these as an extract, as kind of a, as a, a natural antibiotic, right?
1: Yeah, what it turns out is it took me five years to to finally realize that what I had was the leaky gut, oh, which right. is where by taking pharmaceutical antibiotics, I destroyed the balance in my gut. the, the pathogens got in an ascendance and they knocked some holes in my small intestine. So bacteria is passing freely into my bloodstream. Yeah. Whatever went through my gut went into my bloodstream. And these herbals I was taking basically stopped that for like actually seven years now. Mm-hmm right in his tracks. I mean, whatever, bring it on, you know, whatever is coming through. And they're not perfect. They don't cover everything, but they covered this and covered me. So this is what got me doing this. But after having done it for a a year or so, I thought I'd like to seize control of something like this whenever I can. And so Cryptolipus is a vine and a root that I couldn't do that. And alcornia is a tree, a a tropical tree. I couldn't do that. But cita is a butch.
0: Both of those first two that you mentioned are tropicals. They don't grow up where you're at.
1: Well, again, the whole thing is cita does not. Cita is known as a tropical. Ceda chuta is one of the 70 worst weeds in the tropics. Uh But it's also the most medicinal. And so I spent eight months getting just getting the seed, and I started some because I thought, I want to grow one in my house. I want to you know, at least have it around. And the whole flat came up, so I had all these starts. I said, well, let's see what happens if I put them out in Mendocino Spring, and I put them out, and they did fine. And so I transplanted them into some pots, some actually five-gallon buckets, and they bushed up and out. And I went, wow. hmm. And so... I I knew nothing. There was nothing out there, really. I'd heard about leaves. And so I picked a bunch of leaves and stuffed them in a jar and drowned them in in vodka and let it six for six months. Uh And when I tried it, it was two-thirds of the commercial. In other words, 50% more exactly met the commercial seed that I was taking. Wow. And so now I'm doing 70% in the whole plant, which we'll get to that, uh, which is like so much better. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, so I found, hey, something that actually works here. So my great discovery was that, first of all, it could be grown as an annual here In definitely not tropics. Uh, Bay Area would be better. Uh, a lot of places would be better. But, but this, but it, it will grow. If you can grow tomatoes, basically, you can grow this plant. Ah. And the big thing was that the first year plant is medicinal. Oh, Nobody that's huge. looked into that. Yeah, that was like as as my friend Michael Foley, the the guy who runs Green Uprising Farm, said that's a game changer, Bill.
0: Yeah, let me jump in here. I just have a quick story to tell, and that is that you know my listeners know that I am uh, dealing with Lyme disease, and one of the herbs for one of the big symptoms that I have for Lyme is cedar acuda, and trying to find something like that you know, an extract or a powder on the internet has proven to be a little bit challenging. And so I did a search one day and you came up in my search. So I immediately reached out to you, ordered one of your books. So you've written two books on this uh, in the past few years and some seeds, which I have yet to plant. I was going to wait until spring to plant them. Absolutely. You got to do that. Yeah. I was going to wait till spring. like tomatoes. Yep. And uh, you Really, this has opened my eyes to not just a symptom changer for the Lyme that I'm dealing with, but so much more. And Sita acuta seems to be that, that game changer. You've already started talking about it. It's tropical. And Sita acuta is also known as wireweed.
1: Oh, it has so many names, usually not complimentary. Uh, I, I liken to it, if you, as an annual, mm mm-hmm. Cedar acuta, for example, is like a pit bull puppy, very playful and all of that. Mm -hmm. And as a perennial, it's like a pit bull with an attitude. (laughs) And and you don't really want it. And in our county, we don't want want it to be perennial because it it hardens out. And in pizza, they say to uh, trim a mature Cedar acuta bush, make sure your saw is very sharp, keep it revved. The discovery was wonderful for us in the temperate or even for in the tropics. Even if you're doing this in a greenhouse, you're just growing it as an annual, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's what you want. because, And that way you get to pull up, you get the whole root, which ordinarily would not come out. And you get, it turns out in my researches, every single part of that plant is medicinal in different ways. The bark on the stalk has its own unique medicinal properties. The flowers do, the buds do, the seeds whether they're dry or not do. And so it simplifies my process for my extracts now, which Uh is to pull the plant, cut the root, strip the rest of it, and do it. But anyway, I'm ahead of myself here. So I know that this is working for me, this one thing. So Uh I still have to buy the other two. But it's working for me. And I am start growing it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I start learning how to grow it, and then I realize that there 's just like really nothing out there on it and i 'm the type of person who really likes to do research
0: That is totally apparent. I am sitting here with your book, your researched thoroughly researched academically backed book at five hundred and sixty two pages by the way.
1: Eight hundred plus citations. Yeah, there you go. So that's wonderful. That's it. that really is all that's known in the world. I did. I think I did a really good job of searching yeah. the whole world for this, and it's all peer review. Nice. And I put in a little bit, ten percent, on my experience growing Cedar Cuda, and hopefully a couple of other varieties in a year or two. But the all the rest of it, the tables are all peer review. The narrative. Is all peer review. I say the researchers often actually do get lyrical. The narrative is wonderful in there. Uh-huh. And all the traditional uses, which I have listed in there, is from the peer review researchers themselves. Because in the second world, say if you're in India doing this or Brazil or that, you actually acknowledge the fact that CETA is. Used locally for this and this and this, mm-hmm. and so they give some traditional uses as to the reason why they're looking into it. Right, and so this whole book, even the traditional stuff, is well. There's there's a couple of, of really good academic sites, but basically all from the peer review researchers, and that's wonderful. But only that's for physicians.
0: Yeah, I was going to say I don't. We don't really want to scare people away. So for those of you that aren't physicians, you've got a forty seven page text as right. well.
1: That's actually the important book. The first book legitimized everything, mm-hmm. and and the herbalists, the professional herbalists in my county, in my area, all of a sudden have something they can work, and we're working with it now. I'm gonna drop this in just so people understand what we're talking with in terms of potency. Buhner himself in his book on herbal antibiotics says, oh, MRSA, staff resistant staff, flesh-eating bacteria, as it were, Oh, half a teaspoon to a tablespoon of Cedar to, to extract three to six times a day, worst case 60 days, every time. So wow. you cure yourself, you get it again. The bugs never figure this out. They figure out a single point thing, but they never figure out herbs because their Cedar Cuda is, is a complex of like 200 medicinals or 200 things that are acting as medicinals. And it's worked that out perfectly for its own survival. That's what it's doing in the the tropics. And it's just that we get to piggyback on it. It it works for us, too. So I had to get these books out. So, yeah, the short book is what for everybody else. It tells you how to identify it, how to grow it, how to process it, and do your basic medicinals. And that's really all you need. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Okay, so that's the end of that now. What is CETA? This is cool. The the genus Ceta, the Indians would protest and say they grew some of them, but no, they all started in Mexico or Central America and spread all through the tropics over the past millions of years. And so you have CETAs all through our American tropics, all through our African tropics, all through India, all through Southeast Asia, all through Northern Australia, and all through the Oceania there, all through our Caribbean. And Cida, Cuda, and Cida, Alba, and a couple of others are na- considered natives in our South. Uh-huh. In fact, they're considered a weed. They get into the cotton or peanut, I think, but cotton I know because it's cotton, it's of that family, and it infests the commercial Things, they get rid of it instead of turning it into a medicinal. So it's spread all over the world, and it's used all over the world for medicinal purposes everywhere it is. Uh, in India, it has really it really found a home because the, Indi- the Chinese looked into it a little. We have not looked into it at all. It's a huge part of the Ayurveda, as an older medicinal system as the Chinese, right? And is based on health, and so cordifolia is the legendary Bala, but Cetacuda is deemed a suitable substitute. There's about a dozen of the Cetas that are known to be medicinal, and they all are basically highly medicinal with some differences, although I do think that Cetacuda is the best of the bunch because it alone also has berberine as part of its constituency. Right. So they're, they're all over the world. I would say conservatively 100 million people a day go out into the woods or their medicine cabinet and take some form of CETA for something. Wow. And it's not known in this country. It's not in any herbal. And you think is this is a conspiracy, you know, but I don't know what happened. I really don't, but this had to be done. I waited for two years for somebody to write the book. Nobody did. So I re- And I really wanted it out this year because my second thought, on reading Buhner's book was, I love my community, and I don't want to see it decimated. Mm-hmm. And I can really see that in the cards here, folks. And so I wanted this out this spring so I could get seeds and starts and the books out to my locals here, my neighborhood, my community. And it's now spread this year already, despite it being a very difficult year, spread out throughout the community, going there and going to have enough to make a medicinal difference.
0: Nice. So, what does CETA actually do?
1: It does so much. It's kind of hard to describe, but what the big one is that it's what I call antipathogen. In other words, it's potently antibiotic,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's antifungal, it's anti cancer. It does Shigella, it does staph very well, it does Candida very well. It does gonorrhea. It's been used for thousands of years for uh, syphilis and gonorrhea. Of course, you see, there's I've found 800 studies on this, but that's nothing for a world thing like this. this is ridiculous. If you go to PubMed and you look up ascorbic acid, you'll find 36 or 360,000 entries.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If you look up something you know like folic acid, you'll still get like 200. You know, it's like a lot, and that's really about 700 studies. So this, this has not been well studied but what has shown up and what has worked up is that it's used for just about every everything so it does a a lot of bacteria it does fungi it it has been shown that even the crude extract or say a strong tea can equal a uh, shall we say a commercial fungicide or antibiotic under the right circumstances mostly being that you've used acid water to extract all the wonderful alkaloids uh-huh. and you make a nice strong tea and you boil it long enough, you're going to be there. And and again, all the goodness that this does, a tea is as good basically as anything. The extract might be a touch better, but the tea, the tea uh, with properly acidic water is just matches anything out there. So it's it's definitely for everybody. All right, so it's also... P- potently anti-inflammatory, potently antioxidant, liver, kidney, and brain protective. Protective. Mm-hmm. It's a blood cleaner. It's adaptogenic. It's aphrodisiac, but it also prevents pregnancies under other circumstances. It does so much good. It is non-toxic. The dosages could be extremely high without any problem. I personally have been taking it constantly for seven years, and my bio, and I'm seventy-one. And my biochemicals come out perfect, mm, okay? Mm-hmm. So at least in this one instance, you know, he's getting away with it. And the bugs never figure this out. The fungi never figure this out. The bacteria never figure this out. The anticancer is a good example is cryptolipine, which is this wonderful alkaloid in CETA, acuta for sure. It's just a trace, right, in that, but it's there 24-7. And what it does is if it runs across a cancer cell, it puts itself in the double helix and will not let it reproduce. I mean, they found this period That study. They have a special name for it.
0: Wow.
1: Right. And so this changes the whole paradigm again. From intervention, because by the time the doctor gets involved, you've got a colony of a thousand or a million cells in your body that's burgeoning. This is a situation where, for seven years, I've had this thing that has been popping individual cancer cells 24 7 for seven years. You know, bad cancer cells do come up, but they don't come up usually all that often. So we're talking about a change from intervention and stuff to the old one of staying healthy.
0: Right. Well, and that's a a long-term thing.
1: Yeah. Oh, and and maybe the last thing, interesting thing, is I have to restore my intestinal flora, but I'm taking powerful antibiotics. And frankly, right now, I've had one gut test, and I'm working through that, but my intestinal flora seemed to be working better than when I started.
0: Isn't that nice?
1: So it's, it's that foreign alien impact of pharmaceuticals that causes a lot of damage in many ways, This is something that comes in, and it seems to just work with the system, and it's just like uh, clot control. It basically keeps it that level. There's two or three of its alkaloids, you know, will either dissolve or dissolve the glue that hold that together. It it maintains a balance in the body that we get.
0: That is so incredibly important.
1: Yeah, and maybe at the end, if we have time, there are some really incredible, Ripley's, believe it or not, things that it does. But for right now, the important thing is that this is something that's medicinal. And this is something that you can grow like tomatoes. And this is something that I grew uh, six of or eight of into a five-gallon tub. So I'm just growing it as a weed for Mm -hmm. for the harvest, and I grew that. So basically any backyard gardener or anybody even with an apartment could grow this and have this.
0: Really, what you're saying? Because I've had trouble f- sourcing it. I found one place online that I can buy four ounces of the tincture for like seventy dollars. But after what you just told me a moment ago, you said that it, you know, you need a teaspoon four times a day. You know, that's a that could
1: that could end up if you work out the math. That could be like a pint or a quart, right? In the solution, it's like I have an impacted wisdom tooth. This was well, we're on this. And four o'clock on Friday, I realized that I have this infected tooth somehow, and it's spreading to my face rapidly. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do pharma. And I'm thinking, this is moment of truth time. And so I cut in everything. I, I mainly do Cetacuda and Biden's Pulosa to a tablespoon of each every four hours. And in between four shots of cryptolyptus and four shots of Alconea from my stores, mm-hmm. plus St. John's Wort on the top. And the next day, it was worse. But by Monday, it was quite good. And by Wednesday, uh-huh. when I actually got to see uh, somebody about the tooth, it was down to normal swelling.
0: Wow. So, and I just want to throw out there, first of all, you are a hobbyist herbalist. You know, you're not prescribing these. If you're going to be yeah. taking these things on, you need to go out and do your own research. I've found for me that, you know, in taking the natural herbs, they they seem to improve my health. That's my personal experience. So,
1: Absolutely. Yeah, increasing with that because each of them has, you know, I look into another one like I did mention. I'm taking something called Biden's Pelosa with this, and it's number four on Bunner's hit parade, and it grows very well here. So I've cut it in on my regimen, and between the two of them, uh-huh. I no longer need the cryptolyptus and so I'm free of the tropicals. I think so far, nice, and that is huge. In other words, they are basically functioning functioning for my personal needs an equivalency that really hasn't sh- shown anything yeah. bad yet. Yeah. And so, again, that for me and for my community and for you and your community mm-hmm. is huge.
0: Yeah, especially since it grows like a weed. And the cool thing is you sell the seeds, right?
1: Yeah, I sell the seeds. And and in the spring, I, I sold the starts to get it going. And I told a few young gardeners, put me out of business next year. I do not want to do this. Yeah, I want to just see it spread. Right. And I have no, other like a weed to write and things to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, this is really a weed. Uh, Cedar will grow without fertilization. It's That's been shown. They will grow, yeah. but they won't be medicinal. And you can grow them in relatively poor soil, uh-huh. but you got to feed them well. I tend to give them twelve twelve in the form of that gu- uh, super guano and then wood ash, the other end of it,
2: uh-huh. with
1: a goat meal. So I feed it well, and it responds by being very medicinal.
0: Excellent. So I'm going to shift on you. I'd like for you to talk about a time you failed, how you overcame that failure, and what you might have learned from it.
1: Well, I I was one of the people who brought you personal computers in the first place, and that was largely through People's Computer Company, where I worked there, and also the first computer fairs, which are huge in popularizing that. There were computer, F-A-I-R-E-S, and I worked for that from the beginning. Uh-huh. And I left that to join a partnership with people who wanted to send messages on the sideband of radio waves and stuff, and it just it never went anywhere. And it basically went up their nose. They were from Boston, and so basically it turned out we're coke addicts, and they everything went up their nose. Got it. And I was lucky to get out of it legally clear and a computer, which was an old one-lug, 8-bit, 8-inch drive that it grounded constantly to get 180K, but it's, uh-huh. it did it. And that was huge from the get-go, is having that grasp of technology being very funky, but down-home, but always being on that. Yeah. And we were one of the first on the web, uh, such as it was. So that that went up their nose, and I came out of that, and what I did was I immediately... Joined with, Betsy had been with Ecology Action from the beginning to do this crazy thing of a seed company. After having been in a nearly disastrous one thing, joined a non-profit on this. So in a way, it showed I learned nothing, but it was a, it was a good thing to do.
0: Mm-hmm. But you had the technology background that you gained from it, I suspect.
1: Yeah, and it was it was learning the seeds, you know. In the early right. years, I was the Indiana Jones of vegetables or of medicinals. Uh-huh. Is out finding something unusual and in the open pollinated world that kept people interested. And, and medicinals have always, always were central. And we knew that from the, from the get go. And we're going to have to embrace that. And we're talking about adequate amounts. And that should not really be a problem with something that can survive on the edge of the Sahara and does. Yeah. And seed has actually been discovered somehow in Antarctica. So
2: oh, nice. it, it's,
1: you know, it's a weed. It's, it's one of the world's great weeds. Yeah. Uh, give it a chance. It wants to save you. The weeds want to save us. All the medicinals I'm working with right now are considered weeds mm-hmm. and they all want to save us.
0: Beautiful. And that's, you know, I, I'm really excited because, uh, you know, like I said, I bought the book and, you know, I got some seeds. So I'll be, uh, I'll be growing some of my own out. So what do you consider your biggest success?
1: My son, I raised him myself till mm-hmm. he was five. I would say as a as a parent, that's always numero uno, uh-huh. and it was exceedingly difficult circumstances. So I'm I'm really happy with with who he is and what he's doing and all of that. But just being alive at 71, mm-hmm. frankly, um, I was voted as the least likely to survive adulthood out of high school.
0: Oh my gosh! Inform
1: informally, but
0: <laughs> right. you know,
1: behind my back. And they were quite right. The the spirit has been kind to me, and uh, but for that, I would not be here. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Well, uh, tell me a little bit about your seed company, Bountiful Gardens, because that sounds pretty eventful.
1: Yeah. It was against all odds, because at the time, even in the 80s, they said, to start a successful mail-order business, you need at least $2 million, and you need a couple years of research, and you don't know anything. and we decided we were just going to do it. What happened was uh, the Chase family, who are some of the originators of the organic movement in England, really, Uh in the world, had gotten back. They'd sold their business, their family business, and they didn't like it, and they bought it back. And part of it was the seed business. And they wanted an American distributor for their seeds, and that's how we started with that. But we always went around and tried to find, you know, local growers who would grow for us and whatnot. And it was, again, a time where, you know, the Patent Act had come into England where you have a common catalog and you're limited in the varieties you can have. Right. It was still looking like that and uh, just keeping things out that way. And We were, I think, the first catalog to carry quinoa seed.
2: We have always
1: featured grains: Sonoran white. Taharuma sorghum, some real drought-tolerant varieties. We had a you know a, a very no-nonsense clientele that really liked what we did, mm-hmm. and our focus on true true survivability and sustainability. And you know just after it, it was at confluence of we were re- more than ready to retire. And the world had shifted to larger seed companies. As a nonprofit, you can't borrow money. So we say we could keep going if we could do rack sales, but we didn't have the money to finance the rack sales. And so as a nonprofit, it was just like, just became really impossible. And so when we retired, basically within a year and a half, it was closed. And people miss it, but we're just growing up. Are a multitude of small, dedicated. See, we,
2: oh my we gosh, really was... were just
1: duplicating what's out there. So
2: yeah.
1: our our raison d'être really ended around 2000. It's just we serviced our customers so well we survived until, you know, 2017 or whatever it was. And Ecology Action is still out there. Kenya would be doomed right now if it weren't for the fact that they've embraced bio-intensive. Like anything right. over the past twenty years, yep. whole villages will save up to send one person for a training at manor house or whatever. Big in Siberia, it's a Mexi- It's a f- federal program in Mexico. All the teacher level training is really happening in Mexico. It's not happening out of here, really. Mm-hmm. It's happening out of Mexico, and that's great. And so it's that whole thing of saving the world's soil. The fact is is that for every pound of commercial produce that you consume, we lost three pounds of soil. Wow. All right, so you buy mm-hmm. a pound of broccoli, we just lost three pounds of soil. A pound of lettuce, three pounds of soil. In California, it's actually worse because we have so much soil, it's probably more like five or ten times. But every, so, how many million people, 40 million people in this country, everybody buying a pound of carrots, that's three pounds of, maybe it's six, but it's at least three pounds of soil. A lot, yeah. A lot, going, gone, 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 so... Ohio is down to two feet of topsoil, and they're, they're really stretch, stretching it, mm-hmm. you know, and it's similar to that. They're embracing no-till like anything now, because they have to. Yeah, You know, in Canada, it's actually even worse, because their soil is even thinner. Using our method, you build up the soil while getting usually two times the commercial yield in the process, and... It's better if you don't, but you can. That's the whole thing, is you can work your way out of this. So that's, that's, that was the overarching thing that was over us. And operating a seed company within that was, was good. Like our seed our or seeds are coming from this ecological research center in Costa Rica. And they're surrounded by it, so they wildcrafted the seed for us. Uh-huh. So the seed is going to Kenya along with Biden's and stuff, because they desperately need that. Yeah. And they it isn't necessarily available where they're at. So, yeah, that's sort of what I came out of. And I, as far as my retirement is, what is it? It's doing meaningful things. And this book was the first meaningful thing <laughs> that I could nice. do. Nice, yeah. You know, going on for that. I don't want to actually be hung up and see the for the next five years. There's other things. There's right. Biden's. There's St. John's work. There's, there's other modalities and whatnot. But for you people out there, I will say uh-huh. that you can put cedar leaves in a, in a bath of where you have your colloidal silver or colloidal gold or colloidal zinc, and it will absorb that and it will multiply its strength beyond what it already has.
0: Oh, that's a cool tip.
1: Yeah, I just thought I'd drop that in because yeah. it's something I that an herbalist or anybody could do right on their back porch. Yeah. If people, a lot of people do colloid therapy, this just drops something in on that. Cool. Yeah.
0: So, so it sounds to me like we need to have you back on the show to talk about all this because there's the soil building conversation is a huge one.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Perfect. So what drives you?
1: Uh, my drives me is serving mankind. It's always, I've always worked for a cause. I I've never made much money, but. I always work for a cause. It was bringing personal computers in the world, which I guess was good. You know, it's arguable, but I think it was was good to put it out there. Uh Then seeds, that we have access to real seeds and durable seeds, sustainable seeds. And now uh, it is, frankly, I wanted to work on land issues in our county, but the first thing is we have to be alive. That's
2: the most important (laughs) thing,
1: is, is that we be alive and healthy and go from there. So that's what drives me. And... I have this right in front of my face. You know, working for Ecology Action, where you, you see the doom of the world's soil all the time, and you become a little inured to it because it's always there. This is still fresh in me, is this awareness of antibiotic resistance. Yeah. This is still driving me because this is something, and it's the unfortunate rubber band thing. The world is just not going to notice it until it really starts to snap.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: Right. And so that's why this podcast, my friend, is necessary for all of you people out there to, to take this seriously. Really, this is very yeah. important. Yeah. This is really important to you, your neighborhood, your family, your city. You know, oh, all right. We haven't gotten to the fact that seed acuta leaves are 30% protein.
0: Oh, nice.
1: The, the seeds alone are 8 to 13% protein. So you're talking about uh, a plant that provides protein, that provides your B vitamins, actually, your minerals, your bulk, a whole ton of medicinals. It's a very mild leaf. You eat it, it's like basically a wonderfully nothing-meat leaf.
2: Uh-huh. You can put it
1: in a salad. You put it in a stew. You you can dry it. Most of the world just dries it for use later, and it'll keep for a couple of years. It's all useful. It's yeah. all useful.
0: The whole plant. Yeah. So you already threw in the book that you want to recommend, and that's...
1: Duna's book. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And what was the title of it again?
1: Herbal Antibiotics Natural Alternatives for Treating Drug Resistant Bacteria. Perfect. And, you know, frankly, in 13 pages, he puts me to shame. He outlines the whole CETA thing as much as well as you could possibly do in 13 pages, but that's not the whole story. Yeah. And it needed to be continued out with patient research, you know, throughout the world. And what has come out of this is truly extraordinary. There's absolutely nothing bad about CETA, and there is like so much that's good, so much at once good to do for people mm-hmm. long term. It's just amazing,
0: beautiful. And so, what one final piece of advice do you have for our listeners?
1: Frankly, in this day and world, is take your vitamins every day and take uh, three times what they recommend. I went hmm. into this years ago and nobody knows diddly squat, but the recommendations they make, you can go on to the National Institute of Health, and they'll, very clearly they say that vitamin C, they recommend a level that below that you have scurvy, but they ignore a subclinical scurvy thing that goes way up above, they, they don't do that. Mm-hmm. Same thing, it's just avoiding the actual manifestation of disease, so three times is very conservative in my opinion. And be careful about the minerals, minerals you can overdo. But frankly, if you do, you can generally taste them on your tongue and you know. So that's my advice. That's got me with clean arteries and a clean bill of biomedical health at seventy-one.
0: Nice. So once again, you are a hobbyist in this arena, and so please do your research about the vitamins and minerals that you're taking.
1: Absolutely. This is this is all just my personal story and testimony of this. You have to take it with whatever grain of salt you're going to take uh-huh. and realize that it's just gives you an indication of like where you could look into this that might be productive for your health. But you have to talk to your health providers and yeah. all of that first.
0: Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show today, Bill.
1: Yeah, that was fun, wasn't it? That, that no. was good.
0: Oh my gosh, and I learned so much. Thank you. I've been fascinated with this since I discovered it a few months back. So, So how can our listeners get a hold of you?
1: Okay, my... Uh all this information, all the basic information is on my website, which is b So my last name is is French Brownwater. B-R-U-N-E-A-U. Bruno. So it's B B R U N E A U dot C O M. Perfect. Or you can just go to say C to Q to Amazon and on the Second page, the big book, and on the third page, the little book will show up and it will tell you how to. Uh, they better tell you how to get to my website. If you look for a seed either through Google or through Amazon, where I'm selling the book on, mm-hmm. uh, if you buy the book for me from my website, I think I throw in some seeds. Yes. So you get something on that Still postage page. So your choice, but uh, do, however, and, you know, I wouldn't care, except for the fact that there is no other real source of information yet. Right. So I got to say, I do have to recommend this. I'm not into self-promotion at all, uh-huh. but this is something that is absolutely crucial. And buy a copy for your library, mm-hmm. right? A big copy for your library. Yeah. I've given it out locally to our libraries because okay. of that, and or the how-to booklet for people to go down because just empower because you never know when that person is going to show up with some C to Q to tea for you or extract when you most need it.
0: Yeah, thank you. This has been really informative. You can also find show notes from today's podcast at urbanfarm.org forward slash CDA. That's S I D A. We are your urban farming resource. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and wherever you find podcasts at. Also visit urbanfarm.org to find articles, podcasts, webinars, courses, and more. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for joining us on the Urban Farm Podcast. Claiming your inner urban farmer is easy. Grow food, share it, and name your farm. Then let the world know... You're an urban farmer while supporting our podcast. Pick up your Urban Farmer bling, hats, and t-shirts at imanurbanfarmer.com.
2: We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org.